Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. Welcome to Self-Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer, and my next guest is Beverly King. She was present on October 1st, 2017, when a gunman opened fire on a crowd of concertgoers at the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival on the Las Vegas Strip in Nevada, leaving 58 people dead and 851 injured. Between 10.05 and 10.15 p.m., 64-year-old Stephen Paddock of Mesquite, Nevada, fired more than 1,100 rounds into the crowd. And Beverly shares how she's found surprising ways to heal from this terrible tragedy and how she's passing on 58 acts of kindness in honor of the 58 people lost in that tragedy. Her story is inspiring. Welcome to the show, Beverly King. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being on the show. So so how did this all start? You're in the North Country, and you heading over to Vegas. How did that all transpire? Um, yes, I have family, some sisters that moved to Las Vegas years ago, so it's kind of a yearly trip that I go out. Um, this particular time frame, I was out uh, watching my sister's two children while she was on a long plan trip to Italy. Um, we got last-minute tickets to be able to go to that music festival, and the only day we could go was October 1st. Um, so my niece was nice enough to take me, um, even though she wasn't a huge fan of Jason Aldean, she knew that I was, and so uh, as luck would have it, or unlucky, I guess, uh, we ended up there that, that tragic night. Wow. So when did when did things start getting really chaotic. I mean, you get to the concert venue, no no problems there whatsoever. Take take me there. Right. Um, we got there uh, later in the afternoon, about 5, 6 o'clock. Um, you know, we watched a, a couple of musicians, um, Big and Rich, um, were on, and uh, Jake Owens, um, great shows, you know, a uh, fairly big crowd. Sunday night was the last night of this three-night festival, and the closing act was Jason L.D., so the closer I got to his show, the more people that came in. Um, there were about 20,000 people standing shoulder to shoulder. Um, at some point at the beginning of Jason's show, we decided we wanted to move closer to the stage, of course, um, so we inched our way up to this crowd, um, got, you know, probably within 30 feet of the front of the stage, kind of in the center um, just having a wonderful time, um, you know, and it really enjoying country music at its best. Um, and then we heard what sounded like fireworks, um, individual fireworks, and we thought it was odd. And uh, at 10.05, exactly, there was uh, the sound of automatic gunfire. And at that point... You know, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and getting down, and people really unsure of where it was coming from, what was happening. And you're with 20,000 people shoulders to shoulder laying on the ground, so um, not knowing if these gunshots were coming from within the crowd or where they were coming from. So you're frozen in place for a little bit. Um, it must have felt like it must have felt like an eternity being frozen there. It, it did, and um, there was so much confusion as to 
where to go and what to do, um, you know, not even expecting that that's what that was. Never in my lifetime did I ever dream to see these things on TV. You know, these things happen other places. Uh, you feel bad, but you can't ever imagine yourself being in the middle of that and, um, and, and what to do. And, you know, people got up to start to run and be in between the stops. That lasted about 12 minutes. Um, but then you're running with a crowd of 20,000 trying not to get trampled on, people getting shot right next to you, um, trying to find a way out. Um, it was definitely the most terrifying moment of my life. And um, fortunate that my niece and I were able to make it out, um, you know, with um, nothing at this point except for emotional scars, you know. Well, that's enough. You know, that's that's definitely enough. So when, take me to the next day. What what did you do after that awful, awful event? Well, I, because I was there to actually watch my sister's children. She was already gone to Italy. Um, so I had another eight days there to spend with a two-year-old and, a, and an eight-year-old um, you know, I had, I had to be there. Um, oh, wow. it was, um, it was good and it was bad. It was good that I had that distraction, um, because I think it really helped in those first few days after during the day, keeping busy, keeping my mind off of what happened. Um, my nights were hard, you know, every night, um, thinking about it, um, PTSD is such a real thing and, um, you know, it was very scary. Um, just going outside the next day to bring my nephew to school was terrifying. Um, but uh, we made it. We made it through those days, um, and then these support groups online just started popping up from you know these twenty thousand survivors um, from all over the country. Canada, Alaska um, started. You know, started almost immediately, um, and so that's where I went for my support. We're speaking with Beverly King. She survived the October 1st Las Vegas shooting at a country music festival and went there, ironically, to go see your hero, Jason Aldean, and that's when the shooting actually started happening, was during his... He had just come on stage, correct, or was he leaving stage? No, he was just coming on. He was about into his next song, um, and that was it. He had just started. And you mentioned that it's difficult for you to even listen to his music now. Yes, I've um, I've had a lot of therapy since um, the event came out just a little over five months ago. Um, you know, which has really helped. Um, and uh, little by little, I'm, I'm able to turn some of his music on. But, um, you know, one of the triggers was PTSD. And one of our triggers is, you know, um, his voice, his sound, his music um, brings you back there, brings you back to that moment of, of fear and terror. And so um, as I work with the therapist and and get support from my family, I, um, I, I, little by little, get back into his music because I don't want that taken away from me. No, definitely not. So you did something really 
neat is you did all of these support groups that were online, but you were saying that they were all happening mostly out on the West Coast. There wasn't much support in the East Coast? That's, that's correct. And everything, all the support groups that are going on um, online, um, the majority of the people um, that can meet face-to-face, that can get together, that can share things are, you know, California and on the West Coast and Las Vegas. Um, there are the East Coast support group, but we're also scattered from Pennsylvania to So that was the catalyst for you. It, it sounded like that was a turning point for you, was it? It, it really was. Um, the yeah. 58 Random Oscar was really created um, to honor the memory of the 58 people who were tragically killed that night. Um, the participants in the group are encouraged to perform 58 Random Oscar Kindness, um, hopefully for total strangers. You know, we want, whether it's buying a cup of coffee or paying for dinner, offering a ride, um, helping somebody elderly. Um, our goal was really to reach strangers without expectations of this big thank you, um, but with a little message that we hope that um, they pay it forward, that um, it would move them to do some kind of for a total stranger. Um, it helps comfort me and to knowing that... Uh, you know, that evil evil is out there, but, um, you know, I think there are more good people than there are bad people. And you had an orange uh, piece of paper that you give to people each time that you do one of the 58 random acts of kindness, and it really, in fact, I'm going to put a picture of it on our website. Just go to selftalkradioshow.com and look for Beverly King's episode. And Beverly, the the simple piece of paper stopped me in my tracks. And one that you did, you came to one of our radio broadcasts. We do Big Change Roundup for Kids, which is to help the University of Vermont Children's Hospital through donations of change. And you came in and made a donation specifically in Austin Meyer's memory. He was your 22nd act of kindness out of the 58. And tell me more about Austin and his story. You know, um, like I said, I I don't, these individuals, um, personally, you know, I have a list of all their stories and who they were and where they were from. You know, he was only 24 years old, um, there with other friends, um, you know, to watch a concert. Um, And he, unfortunately, um, did not make it home that night. And I... I think just as we give out these sheets that give the person's name, usually has their age on it, um, you know, talks about how they lost their life and we're honoring that and we hope that people pay it forward, it's the same, it's the same thing. I think for his family and his friends um, who were with him that night, um, the ones that weren't with him that night, um, we feel helpless 
that we can't do lots of them, and we feel guilty in some ways that we survived and he did not. So um, I want people to know his name, you know, know that he was there, know his age, and, and really think about that um, as they go through their life with everybody that they deal with, that you don't know when your last day is going to be. We're speaking with Beverly King. She is a survivor of the October 1st Las Vegas shooting that took the lives of 58 people and how that affected her life both positively and negatively. We're going to look at that more when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. Can't sleep? Try this. Sleep Meditation offers soothing meditations to help you sleep like a baby and awaken what's inside. All you have to do is choose the meditation you want to listen to from our library at sleepmeditation.org. Click play and enjoy. If you want to keep the recording, purchase the downloads you want. Plus, Sleep Meditation offers specials on motivational pieces that help you start positive change, stop bad habits, or sleep like a baby. Sleepmeditation.org. Welcome back to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My guest, Beverly King. She is a survivor of the October 1st Las Vegas shootings. And Beverly, you were mentioning earlier about post-traumatic stress and how it was affecting your sleep the, the night that, of course, the night of the concert after that horrific event happened to you. It was difficult for you to sleep. What are some things that you noticed that changed you dramatically after this event? Had you even dealt with post-traumatic stress before in the past? Um, I have never dealt with post-traumatic stress. Um, I was in the military, and, and I, I'm a veteran, but unfortunately I never served in a wartime area, um, and I've never had anything traumatic happen in my past, so um, I really hadn't. And, and what I noticed, you know, obviously, you know, when I first, um, when I first came home and right after, obviously the sleep, um, the nightmares, um, the anxiousness during the day, the triggers that you find that you don't even know. The first day, I couldn't even go outside. Like, I looked outside, and I, I never had such massive anxiety in my entire life of standing still, being afraid to just leave your home, um, you know, those first few days, and um, coming back to work, um, the smallest of triggers, the... Uh, you know, you can't concentrate on on what you're doing and um, really feeling desperate and alone and um, how to deal with all those feelings. It was it was very, very scary. It's still it's still scary. But what I noticed is you came out for the Big Change Roundup, and we were doing an event in a, a Walmart. It was almost like a garden center. And I thought of you walking into this open building with lots of people going in and out. And I, I felt anxious for you, which I, I, I was struck by that because I'm like, well, what am I feeling anxious for? But it, it, it heightened my sense of how brave you are to go into the world and say, this is not going to defeat me. And you had initially said, I, I can't even hear Jason Aldean anymore, but that has shifted and you decided that you wanted to go and see Jason Aldean in concert, right? Yes. Um, I feel like I need... That's incredible. I feel, like I, need, I feel like I need to go back. I don't know that for a long time, if ever, I could ever go back to a venue the size of the one that was in Las Vegas. Um, 
that may be a little too much, but I think going to a smaller venue, um, being able to get through, even through the tears, um, I think will help because I don't want that one event, you know, to stop me in my tracks and say, you can never do these things anymore because something might happen, you know. Um, but I've, I've also been through a really good therapy um, that's really helped me deal with all the issues with PTSD and knowing that this is a lifetime thing. Um, triggers can happen anytime. And, um, you know, I, I've got to be aware of those and, and deal with those. But I think one of the hardest things is your family and your friends because they have absolutely no idea how to help and what to say. Um, and, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. What do we say to someone who's gone through that? I mean, it, it seems hollow when we say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that happened. Thoughts and prayers. What do we say when you've gone through something like that? You know, I, honestly, I, uh, I think one of the best things that just people, for me personally, to say is, you know, that realize that I was there and I was there um, I'm here for you if there's anything I can do. And that is it. We're just giving someone a hug to say, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened. Um, I think at first I expected, um, you know, people that were closest to me to really reach out and to be there for me. And one of the things I learned in therapy is there are some people that because they're afraid of what to say, because they're afraid of how I might react, should they bring up? Should they bring up? Should they not bring up? So they don't say anything. And then internally, I get upset thinking they don't care. Um, I'm the person that wants to talk about it. Some people don't want to talk about it. Right. So I think just, right. just acknowledging that, yes, you know, this happened. I'm sorry it happened. And if you need anything, um, goes a long way. You know, I had a guest on Self Talk, and she talked about losing her child. And one of the things she coached on, when, you know, when a mother loses her child, is a mother wants to hear about their child, like, memories of them. And sometimes we feel it might be too painful to bring it up. And so I, I thought about that, especially with your 58 Random Acts of Kindness, because each one of those pieces of paper is remembering someone. Now, you reached out to uh, one of the people who passed, their family, about Big Change Roundup. And can you talk more about that interaction with them? Is At first, you're like, I'd like to make this donation in, in her name, but want to run it by you just to, out of respect. And I, I love that you did that. Can you tell more about that story? Yes. Um, you know, when I decided um, after I met you and made my own personal donation, that I wanted to do an event at my work and raise more money um, for the Vermont Children's Hospital um, as part of my 58 Random Acts of Kindness. But when I chose to pick a person to honor, the person was Sandy Casey. And for me, um, she's a native of Vermont, um, the only one that I know that was from there. Uh, she's been living in California with her fiancé, 35 years old a special education teacher. Um, and when I came home from Las Vegas, I actually went to her service um, three hours away. I didn't know her, but I felt this need to pay my respects to 
to be there. And as I listened to those family members speak of what a wonderful person she was, I thought, she's the person I want to honor with this. This would be something she would support. And so, out of respect, I reached out to her family to make sure. I had her story and I had her picture. I wanted to connect the two, but I didn't want it to be disrespectful. And they were just so pleased and honored that I chose her for this. Um, they want to be part of it. They're planning on meeting me on uh, March 19th in, in, in Burlington for your last event. Um, and they're going to bring their own donations. Um, so, and, and they're honored that I was thinking of her so, and them. So um, it makes me feel good. That's the good. That's beautiful. And so you're meeting people you wouldn't have otherwise ever met through adversity. There's always, always, always something to look for. You know, you've got to find the diamond in the ashes, if you will. And and that's exactly what you're doing, Beverly. It's so commendable and it's it's so uplifting to hear your story. Do you have any, do you harbor any anger about the gunman or anything about him at all at this point? You know, I don't, um, I get, honestly, I've not thought anything about him personally. Um, I, you know, it, it was a tragedy, and obviously what he did was horrible and, um, you know, and unexplainable, and, you know, as much as we try to understand, we'll probably never know the reason why. Um, but I, for me, haven't focused on that at all. Um, I think anger just puts you in a bad place and it doesn't help you move on. Um, I just want to be able to move on myself and help others move on and, uh, you know, make people realize out there that... Um, you know, there's a Luke Bryant song out there that said, um, I believe most people are good. And then even though we hear these tragedies on the news almost every day now, that um, there are good people in the world and that we can reach out and do good things and hopefully, you know, maybe prevent um, more of this tragedy from happening. Um, you know, I, I, I can't I can't harbor that because... Uh, I don't understand it, and I Beverly King has been my guest. If you'd like to learn more about 58 Acts of Kindness, go to our website, selftalkradioshow.com. If you'd like to include yourself in the conversation, we would love to talk to you on our Facebook page with Self Talk Radio Show. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and now on Amazon Alexa. I'm Sarah Spencer. Thanks for listening to Self Talk Radio Show.